Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, November 25th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, as always, ready to break down the Saturday slate, which is actually a light Saturday card, which uh, because of yesterday being such a huge card. But still eight games uh, on tap, and we will break those down. And we also, as mentioned yesterday, we'd have a guest with us today uh, on the uh, show, uh, someone that's been playing in the uh, hockey circles for a very long time and also just recently competed in uh, something that got a lot of uh, interest, a lot of uh, – uh, Buzz, I guess you could say, with the Ice Wars. Uh, very, very interested to hear how his experience was with that. Uh, happy to have Bo Cornell, the jawbreaker, Bo Cornell, with us here on the Ice Guys show on this Saturday. Bo, thanks for joining us. How are things with yeah. you? Doing well. I mean, I appreciate you having me on the show, and I'm excited to get rolling with it today. I mean, let's uh, let's have a good show, talk some good hockey, and uh, you know, have some fun. You sound like me before I start every show. Let's have a good show. Come on, let's yeah. go. I gotta always try to convince myself it's gonna be a good fucking show sometimes, but especially when I'm in the state that I'm in right now. Uh, but nevertheless, that's another story. Uh, tell us, Bo, the hockey's journey. How did it start, and where has it gone for you the last several years? Uh, hockey. I mean, yeah. the same as every Canadian kid, and the whole family loves it. So at some point, you put on the skates and start playing. I. Um, Played some junior hockey out in BC and then uh, did my college out at uh, the University of Jamestown in North Dakota. And now I'm just playing senior men's double-A hockey in uh, Westlock, you know. you know. Having a good season so far. I think we're first in our division. We're just, you know, it's been a, it's been a fun ride so far. And then another game tonight. So, but uh, no fights this year in the hockey season. So, that's, uh, I don't know if that's Not a good yet. thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. There's still time. You know, give it time. Well, but, you time know, I, I, I really love senior A hockey, and I can speak to that truthfully because uh, here, uh, my I'm in a suburb of Hamilton. I mean, I'm in Ham- I always say I'm from Hamilton, but I'm actually specifically in Dundas, a suburb of Hamilton. And the Dundas Real McCoys uh, have won the Allen Cup last year, uh, actually, uh, the highest level of senior A hockey. Uh, in this country so uh and uh it's very competitive and it's funny you see some ex uh players that played maybe briefly in the nhl and now they're in their late 30s even 40s in some cases and they're playing senior a hockey right now uh and you see them spread out across multiple teams uh but yeah dundas real mccoy's that senior a team has been an institution's very well supported uh, here in this town so little jail greitmeyer arena so yeah definitely uh, I respect the senior A hockey or any senior hockey uh, league, yeah. by the way. It's just because to me, Bo, and you can speak to this, it's the, you, you truly love the sport. You truly love playing. You truly love the, the the dressing room setting, being with the boys, being on a team. That's what you're in it for when you're playing senior hockey, right? Yeah, I mean, like uh, this is my first year playing it, and uh, the whole room is just aged guys who've played at some sort of level you know everybody's either played junior college some guys played some minor pro and stuff and yep. uh but everybody just it, they want to be there they're there to have fun and they're there to you know win some hockey games but it's more about just keeping in contact with those roots of being in the dressing room being with the boys just like you said so yeah absolutely yeah. now the ice wars 
this is something that obviously got a lot of there's a lot of clips I saw. I didn't watch a full show, but I saw lots of clips, lots of fight uh, highlights and footage from the ice wars. And they've had a, multiple ice wars events uh, over the last couple of years. First of all, let's start with how the hell did you get involved with it? <laughs> My older brother loves all this stuff. And uh, when they were like asking for people to be ice warriors and stuff before the first event, I think he must have messaged me eight, nine times over and over, sending me these links on Instagram and stuff. And then I finally caved and sent in all my clips and videos. And uh, that kind of what started it all, you know, just a couple of Instagram direct messages. And now it's picking up and rolling out. And even my personal life has been a lot different because the first couple of events in my home city here in Edmonton, you know, I go out and then you should go out the next night, have some beers with some buddies and your face is all bruised and battered and you definitely run into people who saw you fight. And then it's just, you know, it's like being a small time celebrity only on those weekends when I fight though, you know, I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, and, and that, you know, it's funny. They obviously, if you've seen it, there's like fighting in a little ring, if you will, or an octagon, like similar to uh UFC, but it's just basically until there's a knockdown or there's a knockout, or is that is that the way? Because I don't think they have judging there or decisions or anything like that. Yeah, they got judges and it goes to decision and everything. Oh, okay. They do uh, two two one minute rounds, but uh, for that one minute round, it's only if it's engaged minute. So you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. The guy goes down, they'll pause the clock. You get up, kind of regroup, and then go back at it. And once you're engaged again, they start that time. Interesting. So, so there's a, there's a bit of organized fight kind of, uh, you know, pattern to that. It's not necessarily just the same kind of randomness that you would have with a, a, a kind of generic, you know, a hockey fight that is organically, uh, you know, set in the, the midst of playing a game. So that, that's kind of interesting. So it gives it, is it, are there elements, do you train in like MMA or boxing? Are there other elements that you use to kind of help you, uh, you know, in these ice wars? I, uh, I started boxing a couple of years ago, actually, and it made a big difference just, you know, getting used to having hands coming at your face and stuff. Because uh, in all honesty, when I played junior hockey, I played my first two years in a visor. and My last two years, I switched us out to cages. So uh, oh, I got uh, I got pretty comfortable wearing a cage and uh, it was a little bit different getting punched in the face again. I'm not going to lie. Right. So, <laughs> bit of a wake up call. Yeah. If you're, if you're fast asleep, yeah, just get punched right in the bugle. Uh, that'll fucking wake you up in a real, real hurry. There's no question. I actually was punched once. It was a long, long time. It was actually not even in high school. It was elementary school where I didn't even think I did anything wrong. But uh, I ended up, um, you know, saying something that I don't think was that offensive, quite honestly. And someone just lost it and just right there punched me. A bloody nose a little bit. That's it, though. I can say that's the only time I've ever that's been punched in my life. The old, the old Mike Tyson line. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a plan that that was going to happen. I'll tell you that there was no plan that said this this little eight year old kid's going to punch me in the nose. That's, that's right. There's no plan in mind for that. No doubt about that. So good stuff. Do you have anything in terms of that on the horizon, or is it just uh, right now you're just waiting for maybe a call for the next opportunity with that? You know, uh, I have a contract. I'm just waiting for the next one. Uh, we had our last event here in July, and then our actually the owner went through a major surgery, heart surgery. So since he's been on the mend, we're all just kind of waiting, twiddling our thumbs. When are we going to, when's the next fight? When's the next fight? So I'm pretty sure all the fighters that are involved in ice wars are excited to get back out there because everybody loves to fight, I guess. And uh, some guys are better than others. Luckily I've won more than I've lost. So I like to brag about that a little bit, but uh, 
it's been good. I mean, definitely the whole experience itself. When I first went in, I was about eight, nine years younger than the next guy. And now I'm still holding that similar ground and the young kid keeps putting these guys in their places. So I want to keep showing that my generation is tough. It's not just, you know, hiding behind the screen all the time. Right. So. Right. One, one more thing for me. Ask, have you watched older, I'm sure obviously playing hockey, you've watched clips of other fighters, but have you maybe noticed some other things and gone back to watch some clips of maybe a Bob Probert or Tiger Williams or some of these other guys to kind of, you know, maybe, you know, learn something and something you could use in, in, in your own battles. In all honesty, the guy I, I watched fighting growing up and I actually really enjoyed. And the reason why I started doing it through juniors and all that was, uh, Brian McGratton. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you so, go. Of course, you're a little younger. So, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. More <laughs> right. yeah. Brian McGratton, what a tough, yeah, tough guy. Nowadays, I like uh, in the NHL today, I mean, Delorier out in Philly, he's fun to watch yeah, too. I mean, right. I think he had 12, 13 fights last year, which if you said that 20 years ago, people would be like, oh, that's nothing. But in today's game, you know, I think I'm pretty sure he was first or second in the NHL for majors anyways. So. I did a I did a poll last year, or, 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 well, a top five list. I have him as my, you know, he's the champ. He's the undisputed champion in the league as far as I'm concerned, as far as fighting goes these days yeah. in the NHL. Nicholas Deloria, yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got to be yeah. one or two. Has to yeah. be. You know what? I'm disappointed, though, he's in Philly now, uh, in the Eastern Conference now, because you look at it. Uh, Nick Delorier always used to be in the division with Colorado. Him and McDermott would go at it a lot. Oh, yeah. And he'd have yeah. these big-time rivalries. And Curtis McDermott's another one with uh, Colorado. Uh, pretty damn tough as well. And he, him and Del- Delorier would always uh, drop the gloves quite a bit. Uh, as what, Look, we respect Revo, Ryan Reeves, certainly. He's right sure. up there too. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Delorier's uh, just one heck of a strong fighter. I think, you know what, he's a little better on his feet, a little better on his skates than Reeves. I, yeah. I find sometimes with Reeves, he's slipping and sliding a little bit when he's trying to grab on to his opponent. Uh, whereas I think he's a little more steady on his skates when he's when he's in yeah. a fight in a, in combat, Delorier. Yeah, and it's interesting, Ian. You made a good point, and and Bo, you were saying about with Brian McGradden, but it's interesting. Yeah, I, it would make sense for a competition like Ice Wars. You would probably be looking toward more newer fighters because, like I said, that style changes. Fights in now when they hit the ice, where back then you had guys that could pop up and you know take their jerseys off and go back for a second round, essentially. <laughs> so I guess yeah, that makes sense that you had that you would be looking toward some of the guys you know, in this current century that fight because they, they have they work more on leverage and, and positioning. So that's a good point, Ian. No, I mean like obviously everybody knows the Morasti fights and you know like Alex Galant and all those and even uh in the summer times I train with a couple of LNAH guys and I mean those are those are some different breeds out there. Let's be real. You learn that's how to get tough and fight in a hurry with those guys hanging with them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I spent my last summer working with uh, Curtis Swanson. He, uh, I think he went to the LNAH and he was like 20. He went from like junior B to there and he wasn't playing hockey. He was he was fighting guys and played right through the lockout. He was fighting some big time names and he kind of really centered me on what a hockey fight is versus just going in there and who can throw harder. So it was real nice to learn from experienced guys like that. So that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, no question. I, I want to put throw, there's, the, there's the comment I was looking for. Taylor. Apparently as close to where Bo is in Edmonton. You play senior around Edmonton, Bo. We may play each other at some point, if so. All right, there you go. Taylor Bischoff, one of our viewers and listeners, plays yep. senior in the, that area. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, – I don't even know if Edmonton has a team in our league. Uh, we got eight teams. I'm playing out in Westlock. 
So uh, the closest team to the city would be Devon, Alberta, I think. Yeah. Played them a few times. And now I think I'm, I'm off to Bonneville tonight. So that'll be a first game against them. So maybe I will play him. Depends where he's at. So. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, what do you think before we get to the NHL stuff? What do you think about uh, Arbor Jack, <laughs> Arbor Jack High from Montreal? Because I think oh, this guy is probably going to be that next. Yeah, Wi-Fi. Exactly. He played here in Hamilton with the Bulldogs. Uh, in his, uh, in his I love Hamilton. watching that guy play hockey. Yep. He, um, if I had to say my game was like anything else, he he would be like the picture of what I how I play hockey. You know, you're not always the fastest or the t- or the the fastest or you know the best hands, the best shooter, or anything. But big, strong, make your own space, make your own time. And if somebody gets in your way, just <laughs> see you later. Now give me space, give me time, make a play. So he's on the ranks. Yeah, yeah. So he is. He's definitely rising up the ranks, Arbor Jack. I no question about that. He is going to be one of the you know, best fighters and heavyweights in the league now for as long as he stays in the league, no doubt. Yes, uh, it's, it's someone asking in the chat. that oh, See, someone does know you. Someone in the chat, oh, Cornell, is this the guy from Ice Wars? It is indeed him. That is true. See, there is a certain uh, aura of celebrity that comes with being in that. I see what you mean now a little bit. Oh, wow, I didn't even know you could look at uh, – <laughs> I didn't well, even know there was comments on this. <laughs> that's that's tough, go. my bad. Yeah, you just click comments and there's all our viewers and listeners. Yeah, it's quite the uh, shit show trying to keep them in line sometimes. Uh, nevertheless, <laughs> have, uh, no question uh, about that. But uh, yeah, that's the peanut gallery, uh, as we uh, like to uh, call them. But nah, no doubt, no, they're, they're, a, they're a peanut gallery we love because we can't do the show without them <laughs> tuning in, uh, watching and listening. So uh, transitioning to NHL stuff, Bo, um, you were saying before we started, you're living near Edmonton right now, but you're a Calgary Flames fan. So how is that going with the <laughs> locals there in that area? Hey, you've got the better team right now, so enjoy it. And all honesty, I mean, going to work on a daily basis, I definitely get ripped on for being a Flames fan. But like you said, with my team's a little bit better, so at least I could, you know, and tell them to leave me alone. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it would it would be nice to see at least one Alberta team doing well because nobody wants to be at the bottom, especially your entire province of NHL teams. So, because at the end of the day, I mean, as much as a Flames fan I am, I am a hockey fan. Yeah. And it'd be nice you'll be able to slide into my local NHL team and watch some good hockey. But uh, I can't go to any NHL rink in Alberta and watch good hockey right now. So that kind of that's kind of tough. Yeah, that is kind of tough right now. You're right. Uh, and we will get to both of those teams because we are going to do our recap of what we saw yesterday uh, in uh, NHL action for a very, very busy uh, Friday. Uh, it started with a big-time 5-2 upset, I guess you could say, of the Detroit Red Wings uh, over the uh, Boston Bruins. A very impressive win for Detroit. I was worried about this uh, scheduling situation, though, for Boston off the uh, two games down in Florida. And credit to the Red Wings. Uh, capitalized on their chances uh, did a good job defensively against the Bruins. Good start in net from uh, Huso, and it ended up being a 5-2 win for the Red Wings there. Rangers with a very solid 3-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. So the Flyers now come back down to earth, dropping two in a row. What a job. I don't know who the hell had Jason Dickinson getting a hat trick uh, on their things that were going to yeah, happen right. on Friday NHL action. Uh, but Jason Dickinson for the Blackhawks gets a hat trick. Uh, all three goals in regulation for them. And then Kevin Korchinski takes advantage of a bounce off the end glass, top of the net, falls right to the side, and he sees the puck before anyone else and puts it in. 
uh, for the uh, game winner in overtime and a hell of a win for Chicago, 4-3 uh, in overtime. I felt they got stronger, and the Leafs definitely, I think, ran out of steam a little bit longer that game went on after the uh, first game from Sweden. But credit to uh, Chicago, nice win there. Uh, easy wins for both Alex and I, whether it was first period over, full game over. Couldn't have been easier with Nashville uh, and St. Louis, 8-3 to three Predators. What a beatdown. Uh, by uh, Nashville, who are all of a sudden scoring uh, tons of goals in bunches right now. Uh, and they did so once again yesterday. Uh, the Devils, man, this is where I start to get more concerned. I mean, that's supposed to be a response spot after what Lindy Ruff said at, after the Detroit game, which was a bad game for them. And you lose at home 2-1 to one to Columbus. That's, that's where you have to start getting concerned right now uh, with uh, the Devils. And uh, that's a tough loss to a stomach, 2-1 uh, against Columbus. Edmonton, look, we've shit on them. We Everybody has. Uh, we've all laughed at them. I get it. But let's give uh, Edmonton credit yesterday. Probably their best game of the season. I mean, I saw a good chunk of that game. They were good in their own end. There was no fuck-ups. There was nobody caught out of position. Not No turnovers with the puck. And more importantly, they got some saves finally from our guy, Stuart Skinner. He finally got a uh, save for the uh, – made some saves for the Oilers. So uh, that was their best game in ages, maybe of the season. But as I said on Twitter, an ex uh, early yesterday, doesn't matter if they're going to give it back the next game. They have to turn yesterday into a win streak and get on a roll, okay? Because they can't go one step forward, two steps back. They've dug themselves a big enough hole in a tough conference where they have to get on a bit of a win streak. And we'll see if uh, that is a game that gets them out of their doldrums. But very impressive, 5 nothing, a shutout win over the uh, Washington Capitals uh, in that game. L.A. 5-2 over Anaheim. Duck struggles continue. Kings with the nice win. Montreal 3-2 in a shootout over San Jose. Buffalo 3-2 against Pittsburgh. Great job by the Sabres. What a rally in the third period. That's why I know there's something. I know the Sabres have a good team in them. It's just never with any consistency. But yeah. they showed you again last night what they're capable of. And that was a nice comeback. 3-2 against uh, Pittsburgh. Islanders 5-3 winners over the Ooh. Ottawa Senators. Uh, over there was a, a good bet. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, unfortunately, were not uh, struggling uh, to keep the puck out. How about my call with Tampa Bay? Plus 155. They not only beat Carolina, they beat them down. That was a demolition. Eight to two in the return for Andre Vasilevsky, his first game of the season. And the Lightning just dummy the Carolina Hurricane. You don't see Carolina lose like that, especially at home very often. When's the last time they've been embarrassed on their home ice? My goodness. Eight to two. What a brutal night. Maybe one of the most historically bad statistical games for a starting goaltender when you look at Ranta's numbers last night. Ranta with a six or eight goal allowance on 14 shots and that glistening 429 save percentage last night in that game. Holy shit. My gosh. Eight goals allowed on 60, 14 shots. They were shooting at a fifty more than fifty percent of their shots went in the net last night. Uh, the Tampa Lightning, unreal. So, just a t- one of the worst nights uh, imaginable for any goaltender, uh, especially one that's been around like uh, Anti Ranta. Uh, so, absolutely terrible night for him, but a hell of a night. And look, it was the big guns last night. Point went off, Kucherov went off, Stamkos went off, uh, and Tampa Bay. That was very impressive last night uh, over Carolina, eight to two. Uh, Winnipeg, 3 nothing against Florida. I said yesterday on the show, I liked Winnipeg if Hellebucks went in, but I made a huge mistake. Look, you're not going to be able to remember to say everything about a game, 
What an omission it was on my part to fail to mention on the show yesterday that it was Rick Bonus's return behind the bench for the Winnipeg Jets last night. And I said, man, I, and, th- and once I heard that, I'm like, geez, I could put a little more on Winnipeg. Because how are they going to lose the, that, that game? How are they going to look themselves in the mirror? We got Rick Bonus back from uh, behind the bench after dealing with almost losing his wife, you know, with the seizure she suffered. And you, you know they're going to pull balls to the wall to win that game against Florida. And that's exactly what they did. Brilliant performance from Hellebuck, 33 save shutout, 3 nothing in Bones' return uh, to the, behind the bench for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, last night. Great job by them. And then quickly, the other games last night. Man, there were a lot of games. We're going to speak about it. I'll let Bo talk about it in a minute. Calgary Flames, his Flames. Holy mackerel, 7-4. to four. Comeback win against the Dallas Stars. Man, this is twice now in a week at home. Dallas has had a big lead and pissed it away. I mean, that's concerning. Jake Ottinger, concerning. He was in net both times in those games. So as much as we love this guy, you know, he's had these little moments where he's got to reel it back in and find his game again. And he's let it slip a little bit. The the Colorado game at home. And then again, last night, just a really tough night uh, for the Stars in their own end. Again, four goals allowed in the third. And it turns a a four to three uh, third period lead for Dallas into a seven to four loss. Colorado adds to the misery for Minnesota. Uh, a three to two win. We just fell short with uh, Big Val Nachushkin over one and a half points. He did score a goal, which I still bet that, uh, and got one point, but not the two we needed. But Colorado gets the three two win. And props to the Canucks. Uh, bounce back for them after uh, a couple losses in a row as they handle business. Very impressive workman like five one road win for Vancouver last night against Seattle. Whew. Man, that, that was a lot of games yesterday. I'm worn out after that recap. Alex, we'll start with you. Thoughts on whatever you want to talk about from yesterday. Well, I think you got to start with the day game, Chicago, with that great comeback. And, and you know, we talk about Toronto blowing leads all the time. That's not the shocking part. The thing that's shocking is that the Hawks showing that resiliency at home. Tough start time, day after the holiday, everybody was home. Jason Dickinson, a guy who, you know, Ian, you've heard me talk about this since the Hawks acquired him. I said, this guy's got the offensive talent. He just needs to be a little bit more consistent and a little bit more persistent. And he was certainly that, uh, providing all of the offense and regulation for the Hawks, uh, despite a couple of soft goals, once again, from Arvid Soderblom in that, uh, like I said, just but finding ways to stay in the fight, stay in the game. And then in overtime, that controlled chaos. I love what the Hawks do when they're struggling offensively nowadays. Rather than shell up, and try to focus more on defense, they deconstruct things. If you look at their, their breakout, it's it looks like something out of a, just a video game. It's just straight neutral. Everybody's just skating in their own zone. They're not doing anything crazy until they get inside the blue lines, and then they start cycling around. If you watch the cycle on how they scored that goal, Korczynski, and of course, you know, the craziness with it bouncing off the back of the, of the glass, but where they're positioned in just those that three-man cycle, I love that. I, I call it controlled chaos. I don't know what they refer to it as, but I like that. Disrupt the patterns of, of the defense and then create your own open open uh, passing lanes, your own open shooting lanes. When you have talented guys like a Connor Bedard, Kevin Korchinski, you can do that. So I loved everything about the comeback and the win of that game for the Hawks. Toronto likes that. It's just one of those, those things. Toronto's going to do that probably 10 more times the rest of the season. Uh, looking at that Minnesota-Colorado game, another game I was watching closely, obviously. Minnesota's just in a, in a world of trouble right now. And, you know, Dean Evison heard him in the press conference last night, and you can just tell in his voice, he he's lost that room. He's officially lost that room, and I really don't know why at this point he's still there. It, it, there's nothing that this team can do right now. The Hawks win Sunday. They will actually leapfrog over 
uh, Minnesota. Minnesota would wow. be the 29th team in the league. They would be 29 out of 32. Uh, yeah, so that it, it's bad. It's bad here in St. Paul, and they need to fix something quickly. Coaching would have to be the first thing, but it's it's more than that. It's deeper than that. There's a that locker room is a bit disjointed as well. It's, it's the same thing we're seeing in Edmonton. Same thing we were seeing in Calgary and a lot of other places. They they, they got issues they need to solve. And it's unfortunately going to have to start with a change at the top sooner than later. Uh, a couple more games to look at. I said Nashville. Only thing I say about that first period overrun that keeps on going is I like it. I love it. And I want some more of it. I uh, said big blowout win against St. Louis. You said about Calgary first period overs too. How easy was that? About yeah, that's a, another another easy one. Calgary and Nashville, two teams right now that have gigantic green circles around them in my notes because it's a uh, first period over train rolling with both those teams. So definitely love to see that. And uh, you know the New York Philly game, we you know we're on the air watching uh, that you know bits and pieces of that, and kind of watched a little bit of that late last night because I wanted to kind of get a feel of what I'm expecting for the Rangers and uh, Boston coming up, which should be in about what less than uh, 30 minutes here. Yeah, I, yes, definitely. And that one is going to be the first game when we lead off our Saturday games. Before we get to the Saturday games, Bo, talk about your Flames, man. You're a little more confident now. They're playing a little bit better. What a win that was for them last night against Dallas to come back. Do you know, do, do you have confidence? Do you have belief now that, hey, we can get the season back on the tracks and maybe make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to, I'm never going to, you know, dump on my own team here. But the first period, I was a little bit worried right out the gate, you know, what minute minute and a half minute in and Dallas goes and talks one right away and I was like oh great it's another one of those nights but you keep watching I mean we bounce back AJ Greer ended up tucking one about halfway through the first with a quick response from Robertson and uh you know a little disappointing because obviously the flames haven't been hot but uh once the second period rolled around and we tied it up pretty early right out the gate boom even hockey game, I was getting excited. I'm like, these are the flames that we're kind of used to, almost like the 2015 flames when they were best in the West there. And then, um, yep, yeah, and I was completely wrong. I judged it way too early because we gave up two back-to-back right away, and that's always tough when you're cheering for a team. But uh, that third period was incredible. I mean, they woke up. I don't know what I don't know what team I was watching there. They just came out, and they dominated the entire third period. I mean, all around the board, you know, scoring – uh, physicality was there and winning all the battles. So yeah. keeping it real simple, you know, just once one shift at a time, you know, buy into the system and they won. So, you but uh, the turnout for them, you know, who's made a difference for them. He had a three point night last night. Alex, I think talked about, I think Alex and I have both used the guy too. And for, as uh, for props and for bargain bin segments, uh, Igor Sharon Govich had a three point night last night for Calgary. This guy has great skill, great talent offensively. New Jersey didn't want to part with him, but when you trade for a Tyler to you got to give up someone good. And they had, to I mean, he's been- Sharon Govich. Yeah. He's been absolutely awesome for the Flames. Yep. It's been like he's stepped in and he's had a difference maker right out the gate, right? So big night last night. So hopefully he can keep that trend going. You know, we've got a big matchup tonight. So we need those we need those guys playing big like they did last night. Yeah, he has yeah. incredible hands. Just watching his last few yeah. games, like I said, we I had a we both had uh picks on him as bargain band over, over the week, but he's definitely a guy who's going to have that breakout. You know, kind of like how we saw with uh Mangiapane, you know. Having yeah. that breakout, I think, I think he's due for a huge run points-wise. He's somebody I'm definitely going to have circled for uh, player props moving forward. 
Yeah, yeah, no question. I would agree with that 100%. He is definitely going to be uh, someone that uh, we're going to have to look more at with props because he's starting to really, really get going and heat up right now for the uh, Calgary Flames. All right, we've got eight Saturday games taking place today in the NHL, and we're going to start with a game that's going to uh, be uh, dropping the puck in about 30 minutes from now. Uh, the Boston Bruins and New York Rangers, an early afternoon game, uh, B- Boston uh, minus 120 uh, road favorites at Madison Square Garden, five and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, both of these teams, well, with all these situations, you've got pretty much majority of teams playing yesterday as well. Boston losing at home to Detroit, five to two. The Rangers beating the Philadelphia Flyers, three to one uh, yesterday uh, in that uh, game. So we'll see uh, how uh, the both of these teams fare here. It is worth noting the Bruins still to this part of the season have yet to drop two straight games, have yet to lose two straight games uh, this season. So it's really that simple for me. Uh, I, I'm going to take Boston here, minus 120. It's just a mechanical routine, you know, awful loss bet for the Boston Bruins where it's just been like clockwork, whether last year or whether two years ago, uh, last year so far this year, I should say, that the Boston Bruins have just been almost automatic coming off a loss. Uh, and obviously, you know, they're not very thrilled with the way things went yesterday against the Detroit Red Wings. It was an even game in shots, but I just felt that Detroit was getting the inside part of the ice, getting the puck more uh, to the areas where you need to score goals. And it was definitely not the best performance from Uh, the Boston Bruins. So we'll see how they fare here uh, in this one against the uh, Rangers. By the way, as far as back-to-backs are concerned, they've played a a back-to-back situation, I believe, just uh, once this year, and they won on the second night of back-to-backs. When they were in uh, LA 4-2, they were in Anaheim the next night, and they won that game as well, uh, 3-1. So they're 1-0 on a back-to-back this year, uh, the Boston Bruins as well. So that's all. that's really all it comes down to for me. Uh, it's just Boston off a loss at any reasonable price, and I consider this a reasonable price. I'm interested. So Boston minus 120 uh, here for me. Alex, what do you think here? Bruins, Rangers. Yeah, so like I said, I, I mentioned it at the end of my recap that I watched the – we went back and watched the end of that Rangers-Flyers uh, game just to kind of see what we would potentially be getting here today. Like I said, I feel like, yeah, this is definitely a spot where I would be back in Boston, but not necessarily for the full game. I'm just taking a shot here with them on the first period puck line. Laying a half a goal, I got plus 180. Caesars, like I said, have the best number for some of those first uh, period puck lines. And looking back just at the history with these two teams, the last five meetings, Boston's four and one. But each of those five meetings, Boston has gotten out of the first period with exactly a 1-0 lead. So that's something I might be taking a shot with, too. Boston one nothing, uh, first period, exact score. That's uh, and usually don't dab on things like that, but I think, you know, I can get a good enough price. I might I'm gonna look a, a little bit deeper into that, but. Ben MGM, that's something I have circled. I'm going to take a shot with exact score. Bruins leading one nothing after 20 minutes. All right, there you go. Exact score prop for Alex here with Boston and also liking them in the first period puck line. Yeah, it is good value, that first period puck line as well. I might even sprinkle a couple uh, shekels on that, even though I'm already on Boston minus 120. For props, Pasta was very quiet yesterday, so it kind of makes me think he'll be better today. I get why people like David Pasternak to score, but I'm going to stick to Zaka and Coyle. Uh, the top two centers. Zaka has been consistent. Coyle is starting to heat up. If you look at his offensive production, the last four games. So I think those are two good prop looks for the Bruins. Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle uh, in this game as well. Uh, Bo, what do you think here? Boston, New York. That's definitely a toss up. Cause I mean, like 
you said Boston kind of had an up uh, tough night last night, right? Giving up a gloss there, but um, I got to go Rangers all the way. In all honesty, I mean they're uh, probably my favorite team in the East, and uh, that's me speaking as a fan, not as a not as a better. So don't want to throw anything in the way too far. But uh, Zabin and Jazz been on fire, and, and I mean, quick head ended up in New York. Uh, he's been he's been standing on. He's been playing well. I mean, he's got five wins already coming out the year. So I think. Uh, New York is just going to keep rolling. I've been enjoying their hockey this year and, and uh, definitely a team to watch, I'd say. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Jonathan Quick starting for me. People will say, ah, you're fading Quick. Uh, no, Quick's been great. Jonathan Quick's been phenomenal. I'm betting Boston in this spot today if Igor Shosturkin is in net. So that it's, it's, it's about I want the Bruins off a loss in, in any sort of reasonable price. You know, when you don't have to lay minus 150 or minus 200, that's, that's just – Go go and look. Go and look at this hockey team this year. They haven't lost two in a row. Go and look at last year during the regular season. You can count on one hand how many times that team lost two games in a row. Uh, they've just been that good. The Boston Bruins, awful loss since the start of last year, which is, of course, when Jim Montgomery uh, took over. So that's what it comes down to for me uh, as to why I like the uh, Bruins here uh, in this one. All right, the other game, and it's the only other afternoon game, uh, on the Saturday card, Montreal and Los Angeles. Uh, we've got the uh, Kings minus 280 uh, home favorites in this game, six and a half the uh, total uh, in this one. Uh, both of these teams in action, of course, yesterday. Kings continue what's been a great role for them. Uh, Montreal, uh, LA Kings playing some absolutely terrific hockey. Uh, they beat Anaheim five to two yesterday uh, in that game. Montreal, hard game against San Jose. Maybe not as easy as some thought, but they, uh, prevail in a shootout uh, winning against San Jose three to two. So both teams victorious uh, in their respective games uh, yesterday. Uh, we'll see uh, how they fare here in this one. Uh, LA now coming off a divisional game back home against, you know, team that may not excite them. I'd be concerned a little bit about laying a price like this. And this is the time of year where you could see upsets, you know, in the NHL. We certainly saw a couple yesterday. Uh, there's no question, but I, at the same time, LA is playing really good hockey. It's very, very difficult to step in front of them. They've also beaten Montreal four straight times uh, as well. So, yeah, this is just a clear pass for me, uh, sidewise. Totals-wise, there is a chance we're going to see um, probably either – it'll be either Montembeau or Allen for Montreal because they have three goalies, so you can never be sure who it's going to be. Probably Montembeau, if I had to guess, because we saw Caden Primo yesterday. There is a chance it's Phoenix Copley on the back-to-back -back after Cam Talbot started – uh, against Anaheim. And you know, my thoughts on Copley hasn't been, uh, uh, Alex can definitely speak to this as the goalie chart guru. There is a d drop off in performance this particular season between Talbot and Copley. So yep. there is definitely a difference between them right now. So I might get there with over in this game, six and a half, because the Kings are scoring right now. Their offense is really uh, in good form. Fiala, Kopitar, uh, you know, they're getting different contributions every night from different players. Byfield starting to step up for them as well. Kaliev's chipping in. <laughs> it's been very impressive the way they've scored goals lately. So I do lean over if Copley's in. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Montreal, L.A.? Yeah, this is going to be a – I have the circles alive game. First period over, full game over. I'm waiting for five and a half. 
uh, laying a price, and I'm waiting for one and a half. I also laying a price. Definitely not trying to uh, screw around and wait a little too long for the plus money here, but definitely want to get a better number adjusted here. Uh, like you said, especially with Copley, he has struggled. Uh, I'll be updating the goalie charts either this evening or tomorrow after tomorrow's games. Right now, I have it, and these two goalies were even at the beginning of the year, Talbot and, and, and Copley. Now I have Talbot as a 15 cent, possibly even 20 cent difference. Uh, you know, so so yeah, Copley definitely ha- has regressed back to his kind of AHL form that we've seen. And with Montreal, if you have three goalies, you don't have one, so it doesn't matter who's in net for them. I, I still like that over. All right, Alex, liking the over there as I have a coughing fit uh, in the background, but we're okay. Uh, Bo, what do you think here at Canadians Kings? My uh, Montreal, I mean, you know, even 500 hockey this year, they're up and they're down. But um, L.A. has been hot. I mean, what, last couple of weeks of uh, how many wins in a row do they got right now? I think they've been on they've been on a roll. So, yeah, they're on a nice roll, five in a row. Yep. Five. Okay, right, that's more than I can remember. So let's keep it going. I think they're going to keep rolling. I mean, like you said, Copley might have a tough night. I mean, it's not like he's having the best outing this season, but he's got a team in front of him that's been scoring and, like, guys like Byfield and stepping up. So, I think uh, L.A. all the way. Just when a team's hot, you got to you know bet on the hot team. That's about it. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, L.A.'s playing well. They've four in a row, by the way. Four in a row is the current win streak. Uh, eight and two, by the way, uh, in their last 10 games. They've definitely done well. Uh, like I said, I mean, but at home, early in the year, they were going over the total at home. Now they've really reeled it in defensively. They have been really, really good defensively. They've been an under machine as well. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned, a little bit concerned about, you know, liking the over in this game based on that. But I, I don't know if they're going to have that same defensive intensity going from Anaheim, a divisional foe arrival to Montreal. I could see them just dipping a little bit on the defensive end just for one day, L.A., uh, and plus Copley and that. So I, I still think the over might be uh, worth a look uh, in this one. Uh, okay, so uh, all right, next up we've got, as we continue along, uh, we've got uh, Toronto and uh, Pittsburgh. Toronto minus 120 road favorites, uh, the total six and a half uh, in this game. Uh, this is an interesting one here. Both teams lost yesterday. Toronto uh, losing to uh, Pitt, uh, Chicago. Pittsburgh losing to Buffalo. So both of these teams in a little bit of a bounce back mode here for this game. You've also got the Kyle Dubas narrative. Someone said on uh, radio earlier yet yesterday that is there a, any bit of the Leafs that care about, you know, Dubas is on their team now. We want to beat them. I don't know. They really like Dubas. I mean, the players, they he paid them all these ridiculous salaries. They should like him. They should be kissing right. his damn <laughs> for paying him these the money that they, they gave. You know, to Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares, especially, who's still, you know, off that incredible contract uh, of his. So, you know, they should be grateful. They should be loving Kyle Dubas. They shouldn't be like, ah, he's the Pittsburgh's GM now. We want to beat him. I don't think that plays too much into it. That being said, this is what Toronto does, right? They lose to an inferior team. Now they're playing a little bit better team and they'll step up after a loss, probably win. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all. So I lean, I don't love it, but I lean Toronto. I like the over here, though, six and a half. I think we're going to see goals in this one. Uh, you look at the uh, Penguins struggling a little bit defensively. Toronto is the same way uh, right now. Uh, I could definitely see that. You know, Wool is going to be a net for uh, Toronto, and I like the kid. And he's, for the most part, he's played well, but not nearly as well 
if you look at some of his recent starts, he's actually given up four goals or more. Joel Wollen, four of his last six starts. So he's not nearly been as sharp as he was. He's going to be a good one, but, you know, he's going to have his bouts of inconsistency. Still a very young goalie. And on the flip side, uh, Jari should be in net for the uh, Penguins after we saw Nedeljkovic uh, last night. Keep in mind, it's a banged-up blue line on both sides, especially Pittsburgh. So that's another reason why I like the over here a little bit, six and a half. Uh, Alex, what do you think, Leafs and Penguins? Yeah, I like this over, uh, and this is one I can't wait for. This is one I, I'd have to play it now uh, at six and a half. Like you mentioned, there's banged up blue lines on both ends. Joseph Wall, for you know, like I said, as good as he's been, and, and he's going to be, like I said, solid goaltender, but he's having a bit of regression. Where Tristan Jari, and look at his numbers, he's already six and eight, and you know the first of his five-year deal, still sticking around in Pittsburgh, and it's, you know there's, there's, there's a difference of oh yeah, he's a veteran, but he's not that good to where okay, this is a young guy, we can give him a leash, give him some time. Uh, that all being said, like I said, with both teams coming uh, off the back-to-back and uh, coming off of losses, I like the draw here. I grabbed that at FanDuel at plus 360s. I feel like this is going to be uh, a tight back-and-forth battle because of the fact that we saw these two teams coming off of losses. They play a little bit tighter uh, off of the loss, especially Toronto. Like I said, having some sloppy play uh, from Samsono. So, so there'll be emphasis for not just Wall to play better, but the defense in front of him to play a little bit better. So uh, I think we see goals back and forth, but I do think this is where it's tight enough to where we see it go past 60. So maybe I've been on this whole correct score kick a little bit today, maybe 4-4 four, for four a correct score sprinkle or something like that. I can definitely see this game kind of having a back and forth. And that's the same pace with Toronto on Saturdays, right? We always see them maybe go out to, you know, down, uh, you know, a, a goal or have a 2-1 lead, and then you just see goals going back and forth for the second period. So if you circle for something live, a second period over or second period both teams to score is something I, I'll, I'll have, and uh, I'll put that in the community tabs. That's something I'm looking at for live plays with this game. So, Bo, what are you looking at in this uh, matchup? Leafs and Penguins, uh, Hockey Night Canada, though. In all honesty, I don't think I've watched enough hockey of both these teams to have a solid statement. But, uh, I mean, just I would say Toronto, they got a couple guys that can score. So, I'd bank on, you know, Nylander rolling the same way he's been. He's had a hot season so far. And, uh, yeah, but a whole bunch of them were quiet. Matthews and Marner did nothing yesterday. Nothing. Yeah, but if those guys, I mean, those scores, it's got to get in their head, you know. If you go quiet for a couple nights, they're going to have a big night eventually. I mean, it might not be tonight. It might be tomorrow. You never know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've watched enough of the, either of these teams to have a strong statement. But uh, I'll definitely go with Toronto just because, you know, I like the guys. I like the young the young squad up front. They go put some goals in. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all. <laughs> I don't know enough about these teams. I haven't watched them, to be honest. It's all right. Nothing wrong with that. That's fair enough. I have one more thing, too, and to mention with the Dubas thing. I think the Dubas thing would probably be bigger – if he were to show up and 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 be in the locker room pregame and maybe give the message, maybe that's the way that, that you could have a Dubas angle work out for you. I, I don't think it means anything for the Leafs. Like you said, yeah, he, he's the reason they all got paid. But for the Penguins, I think that's the way you you, you use that little little motivation. Have him give the speech, not not uh, Sullivan or any of the coaches. Have him come down there tonight, and maybe that will spark that team a little bit. Yeah, it's a good point. It'll be interesting. Uh, interesting game for sure. Fun game. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that uh, plays out tonight. Leafs and Penguins. Both teams have just been all over the map uh, this year. That's a good way to put it with both uh, Toronto uh, and uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Buffalo and New Jersey. What is going on with the Devils? This is uh, struggles continue. Pretty good lambasting from uh, Lindy Ruff after the loss against uh, Detroit, and it really didn't do much you know, to help this team 
uh, in their last game. And now they play Buffalo, New Jersey, minus 170 home favorites. Total in this one, uh, six and a half. I'll tell you what, for me, this is going to be an underdog and draw split uh, for me. I, I just think, you know, I've seen enough now with New Jersey. One bad game against Detroit, I get it concerned. Now you've played two shit games in a row, including a loss at home to Columbus, who's been brutal lately. Uh, although now they've won two in a row. Credit to them, but you shouldn't be losing that game. And you, there's just something off with this team. Really, their offense has kind of gone asleep, too. I mean, they've just scored one goal now in the last two games, and that's with Jack Hughes back. So all kinds of issues right now for New Jersey. They just don't deserve to be favored by this much. To me, that's what it boils down to. Not until they get their form back. Uh, it's going to be Schmid probably in goal uh, tonight, but who cares at this point? They're interchangeable, and neither of them has really had it. Or Vanacek tonight, uh, they're interchangeable. Neither one's had a great season. They're getting more and more injuries as well. They're still without Meyer. Uh, Curtis Lazar, who's actually been a nice little work, hard-working spark for them, he might not even play tonight. Uh, Sabres, that showed me something. The, the nice guts last night to come back, beat Pittsburgh 3-2 at home. Should see Levi tonight because we saw uh, Lukanen uh, in goal last night for the uh, Sabres. So I think it's a live underdog. And to me, this is just New Jersey's current form should not equate to minus 170, uh, in my opinion. And yes, this, yeah, he's here for sure. He's here for sure. They clearly missed that guy, one of the best two-way centers in the NHL, just, uh, you know, a lot face-offs, face-offs matter. And he wins a lot of them defensive play away from the puck from the forward position matters. And he gives them uh, all that. So, and by the way, Buffalo has been a tough out for New Jersey as well uh, in recent head-to-head meetings. So there's enough here to pull the trigger with uh, Buffalo, especially at this price, uh, potential live underdog situation here uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres and Devils. Yeah, I'm going with the old both teams to score in the first period. It's plus 140 at, at BetMGM. And, and it's funny you mentioned about Vanacek and Schmidt being interchangeable. Yeah, there's a 10-cent drop-off between Vanacek and Schmidt. I think Vanacek's a slightly ahead of him. But it's not necessarily because both goalies are good. It's because, like I said, both goalies are pretty much mid. So uh, it doesn't matter who's in net with them. You can kind of – yeah, you can – there shouldn't be any kind of uh, variable – total or otherwise side or otherwise with uh either goaltender for the, the doubles but i'm just going to keep it simple hope for both teams to score in the first period i think it's a good price of plus 140. yeah but right, what do you, you like what uh buffalo new jersey here um yeah. i honestly i've enjoyed watching new jersey a little bit this year obviously those two jack hughes is having a, a good start to the season there early in the year uh his brother luke i mean i'm pretty sure he's in that in the top few rookies scoring right now. I think he's doing real well. So He's doing well. But on the other hand, Devin Levi you know, is definitely hit and miss in net. You know, young goalie and out in Buffalo. I mean, if you look at his college stats out in Northeastern, he was one heck of a goalie. He had a couple big games last year. Yeah. But this year, I mean, doesn't look the same as he was in the first two games of his NHL career. I mean, definitely a little more shaky, a little, little less dependent, I guess, less consistent. But – you know, I never want to count him out because he is young. He's still got a lot to learn, a long career in front of him. So I would love to say Buffalo uh, is struggling this game, but I think they might pull out a win if Levi can play to his uh, expectations. But if he's been playing how he has been the last little while, I think I'm going to go New Jersey. Yeah, and Bo, that's right. the thing we've been talking about for a while, too, in the regards with Levi and the goaltending situation for Buffalo. We know he's going to be good. He's the goalie of the future, but – He's got to get his feet wet now. The you know the the that kind of trial run he had at the end of the year. That's one thing. Now you know being around the guys, being there every day, 
going through the ups and downs of an NHL season, especially with a team that's, you know, looking to be on the brink of possibly a playoff contender. Yeah, it, it, it's something that we were definitely watching him grow in real time. And that's the reason why I was so adamant saying that, you know, they should have gotten a, a higher quality veteran to back him up, a guy like Eric Comrie or a guy who hasn't really proven his mettle like a Uko Pekka That's a tough group to kind of learn around, uh, you know, where even last year, those last few weeks, he at least had the the end of the Craig Anderson era and have, having a veteran guy in his ear uh, for those last, you know, month or so. So that, that makes a big difference. So that's something we've talked about with, uh, with, with Buffalo for sure. By the way, we've got some back-to-back stats that favor Buffalo. Buffalo, I believe, two and one on a back-to-back. New Jersey's winless on a back-to-back this year. So there you go. <clears throat> Sabres have been the better team on back-to-back games this year. We'll see if that translates as well uh, into uh, tonight. All right, next up, we've got Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders. Uh, Islanders minus 150, home favorite, six to the under uh, in this game. I'm going to go for it again because I feel I'm going to be pissed if I don't bet Flyers and draw tonight after taking it with these two teams earlier this week <coughs> when the uh, Islanders beat the Flyers. So that's what I'm going to go with here is Flyers and draw one more time uh, here. By the way, Flyers 2-1 and one on a back-to-back. Islanders winless this year on a back-to-back. So here's another situation where Flyers have been better on back-to-back games this year. And I still – look, Islanders have won a couple games in a row now. Uh, credit to them. Showing some signs of steadying the ship. And, yes, they beat the Flyers just recently at home earlier this week. But – uh, if anything, Flyers, I think, bring a little more fire to the table here. Islanders, a satisfying win flying back from Ottawa last night. Philly uh, lost to the Rangers. Shorter travel for Philly, believe it or not, to get to this game tonight against the uh, New York Islanders. So uh, when it's all said and done, I'm going to – didn't work out the other night earlier this week with Flyers-Islanders. I took Flyers in the draw in that game when the Islanders were coming back home off the West Coast. But I'm going to go back to the well here. Flyers and the draw split here in this one alex uh flyers islanders yeah it's believe it or not i'm going with the first period over here and these are two teams that i usually don't uh rush to the window to, to try to bet first period over, but certainly the islanders like i said the defense has just been kind of a, a bit of a breakdown and you know getting some offense as well we're seeing you know this team cashing uh with some of these first period overs Phillies, kind of the same thing we saw them give up those first couple of goals very quickly uh yesterday against the rangers so that was a a cash if you had that first period over so uh it's a cheap enough price i've seen it as low as a dollar 19 in some of the canadian books so some of you guys up north are getting better prices than i am i got at minus a dollar 25 i'm going with the first period over Uh, i think this definitely could be where maybe we also get a shot possibly to look at uh a live under late that's something i have done with islander games where i've Bet that first bit over and try to get for wait for a seven and a half and then wait for that number to come back around plus money as things slow down in the second period or, or even a six and a half. So that's kind of the it's more of a live sided wager, uh, rolling it off of that first period over. So, Bo, what are you looking at here at this game? Uh, two metropolitan division foes going at it. Divisional matchup, you know, it's always heated. Guys always getting each other's faces. These are big games, right? I mean, it's not a two point game, it's a four point game at the end of the day. But uh, looking at the stats, I mean, if I look at my phone here, uh, I'm not much of an East Conference hockey guy, but both these teams look like they're playing similar kind of hockey. And uh, I think I'm going to go with the Flyers. I mean, like I was talking about Delorier, he's my guy. I mean, he might not fight or whatever, but he's definitely a reason why I would uh, pick Philly just because I like guys who fight. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not nothing to do with the game. It's just definitely more personality or something. But uh, 
see how it goes. And I mean, Philly's had their tough years. I mean, they had a struggle for the last few years here. And uh, right now they're playing about 500 hockey. So you can't complain about that. You can always expect better. So we'll see how it goes. And yeah, I want uh, definitely would say Philly, Philly's going to take it. I think at the end of the day, um, might be a close game. I mean, they had a matchup. Uh, when was their last matchup here? Just earlier this week. And I mean, yeah. Early, the Islanders barely own. You know, it's a three-two game. It's always good hockey, yeah. tight hockey. So Philly didn't even play that well. Yeah, so, I mean, that, yeah right. Mm-hmm. If Philly can show up, then I think Philly's taking it. So that's my yeah, that's my take. And that's and that's the thing. Yeah, they are they're playing similar hockey, but they're meeting each other in the middle, right? It's the Islanders yeah. that have been struggling, playing out of out of uh, you know character, you know, poorly defensively, and a Flyers team, like you said, they've been for years kind of in the doldrums now starting to get their legs under them though some of those younger guys getting a little bit more confident so they're meeting halfway playing the same style but it's not necessarily that they all they're just both exactly built top to bottom exactly so yeah yeah absolutely and by the way the flyers here's another situation here where the flyers have the better stats on the back-to-back situations this year than the new york islanders so there's another uh, there's another thing that probably in their favor a little bit yep owing to the islanders on a back-to-back this year Keep that in mind. Now, it is Sorokin uh, who's going to be in net. Varlamov got the start last night. Uh, but, you know, Sorokin has been up and down, just like his team defensively in front of him. And Samuel Arison will probably be in net for the Flyers. He's gotten his shit together. He's been better lately. Three and one in his last four starts. He's given up three goals or less in most of those. So, And he is young t- goalie with some talent, and he's starting to play a little bit better than he did early in the season. So weird scheduling spot. Again, these two teams played earlier this week. Uh in the same building and the Islanders won that game. And here they are again. So for me, flyers in the draw are going to roll with that. All right. Next up. I think this is the part of the NHL breakdown that Bo will be most excited about his Calgary flames as they take on the uh, Colorado avalanche. Uh, we've got uh, Calgary, uh, sorry, Colorado minus minus one seventy home favorites in this game. Uh, the total sitting at uh, six and a half shaded to the over. That's where I'm going in this game. I, I think there's goals back-to-back. I could really see Colorado's, you know, especially on the back-to-back in the thin air altitude. The thing is, Colorado's done this a bunch of times. So I'm not saying Calgary can't handle it. It's just Colorado's more uh, prepared for what to expect when you're playing a back-to-back in that thin air altitude. And Calgary rarely does it. And any opponent in, in Denver rarely does it. So that's an advantage for Colorado. I could see them really wanting to play at a breakneck pace, try to wear down that Flames blue line uh, during the course of the game. Uh, so definitely liking the over, but and I'm not a, I'm not the first period over magnet that uh, Alex B. Smith is, but even I've got to jump something on this first period over that's going on with Calgary right now. It is just absolutely remarkable how many uh, goals we're seeing in the first period of Calgary games lately. I mean, we're seeing 2-1, 2-0, 1-1. Uh, we're just seeing goals galore in the first 20 minutes right now of these Calgary games. Now, shop around. I see minus 150 at DraftKings and Bet365 for over one and a half uh, in the first period. If you don't feel comfortable laying a price like that, you could go to over two uh, at a plus money elsewhere. So keep that in mind. But yeah, uh, definitely I like uh, goals early and, and probably goals often. And I'm actually going to split this one up, uh, which I don't always, often do. But first period and Full game over for me here with the uh, Flames uh, and the uh, Avalanche. And this, as far as the side goes, Calgary's off a huge comeback win against Dallas. Uh, Colorado's uh, off a win against Minnesota last night. Uh, They both have to travel to Denver. Uh, 
I don't know if I want to step in front of Colorado, though. They're starting to really get their game where they need it to be. But at the same time, I don't want to lay minus 170 with Colorado either. That big of a price, you know, considering uh, Calgary's recent short-term uh, upswing uh, here the last uh, few games. Alex, what do you think here? Flames, abs. Yeah, so obviously, like I said, first period over. But we got to be a little careful with this. So now you you chopping around. We're seeing – one and a half around the 150 to 160 range, or you can get two plus 105, plus 110 a couple shots. I have no problem taking two right now if that's what you wish you way you wish to play it. You can go it over two. I'm gonna wait and grab one and a half in game. I'm looking for something around minus 145 or or better. So that's what should be about a three or four minute scoreless window. I'm also gonna take both teams to score pregame at plus 135. That's the play I like the most. Uh, like I said, because, you know, Colorado, they've been hot as well right now. Uh, four and one the last five games. Actually, five and two the last seven to the first period over. So you add that in with Calgary's 11 and two run. Definitely liking goals. <clears throat> Excuse me. Definitely like now my throat's fucking up. Definitely liking goals early <laughs> in, in the first period. I didn't know my germs could spread across the uh, universe yeah, yeah. So through the a, screen. A, 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 border, a border and the internet and still getting it. Uh, <laughs> Calgary, Colorado. So first, both teams to score first period. You can grab first period over two if you really like that, but I would honestly advise to wait, grab a one and a half at 145 or better, uh, lay that price, and then like I said, you, you're protected by both ends, and you can just keep on rolling. That's the only thing I like here. I don't even like anything on the side. or uh, Maybe a lean with a draw here. I could see where Colorado maybe, they said coming back home, they play a little bit slower. Calgary, they can't keep that full pace back and forth. The Colorado's got their A game going offensively, so they would need to slow things down too. So maybe a lean with a, maybe a live look with a draw uh, after the first period. All right, good stuff indeed, Bo. The floor is yours. Your Calgary Flames taking on Colorado. Oh, my big big Flames here. I mean, after last night, I don't know what to expect. It depends who's going to show up tonight and who's who's sleeping on the bench tonight, but. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, after last night, I don't know what to expect from the Flames. I know that they're going to keep rolling. They're going to ride the high. You know, stay up. when you're on top, you're on top. So let's keep rolling with that. But uh, the team itself, I mean, I think we got to start handing, handing the reins over to some younger guys, more like Zari or Coronado, and maybe keep Wolf up in the system a little bit longer. Because uh, I think that's where Calgary needs to be right now. I don't think the winning is as important. I think they got to develop a little bit, but... For the game tonight, uh, I don't know where I stand. I know as a Flames fan, I want to say they're going to win, but Colorado is just—I mean, they're they're a different animal. Regardless, I mean, every time we head down to Denver, it's it's always a tough night for the Flames. So, yeah. hopefully, Makar and their boys uh, are a little tired Sounds after like the you'll loss. Just cheer them on some day, and you don't feel good about picking them to win tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of where I'm standing. As a fan, I want them to win. As a better, I don't know because I mean. McCarr and that, that Colorado squad is always – they're always a tough team at home. So, yeah, and I, I get, agree with that. I'm guessing, Bo, that you keep it you keep it true to the fact, yeah, you never fade your team. Even if you feel like they may have a night where they're probably going to lay an egg, but you, you're not one to, to rush and bet the other side there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm a Flames fan through and through every day. I mean, if I'm going to lose my money, I'll lose my money loud and proud. But I go. still know that I'm going to be losing at the end of the day. So that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. There's nothing way with either train of thought or also if, when you're a fan right. of a team and you do put your money on against them, there's nothing wrong with, to me, there's nothing wrong with that either. Cause it's just business yeah. doesn't mean you don't right. love them. 
For us, it's just business. I, I'm, I love my Blackhawks through and through, but I will bet against them in a heartbeat if I think the price. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Because it's just business. Yeah, that's what we always say. Just business. Uh, no doubt. Um, yeah, Sharon Govich and Nachushkin. Okay, one player prop on each side. Those are the hot commodities. Those are the and, and Nachushkin. Yeah, didn't come through last night, but back home, Calgary tired on a back to back. Calgary zero and two, by the way, on a back to back this year. Uh Go back to the well with the over one and a half points uh, for Val. Didn't come through last night, but and certainly to score a goal and get an assist. Like I found his goal prop last night, which did cash plus three twenty five at bets three six five. So that was just wow. Still north of plus three hundred at some spots with his goal prop with the way he's going right now uh, for Colorado. Valerie Nachushkin, very impressive, no doubt. And like I said, Sharon Govich, I think worth a look. Uh, for Calgary as well. All right, we got two games left. Uh, next up, Arizona, Vegas, uh, Arizona or Vegas rather minus two forty uh, home favorites here. Six the total uh, in this game. Uh, obviously, you've got the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, obviously, having a very good season. They went through a little rough patch there uh, for a little bit, no question. Uh, but they seem to uh, shake themselves uh, out of it. Uh, they had a nice win against uh, Dallas uh, earlier uh, this week. Uh, we'll see how they fare here against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, it is worth noting here uh, for this uh, game here with uh, Arizona and Vegas. These are the very two teams, the only two teams that didn't play yesterday uh, on Black Friday. Uh, so both of them are off uh, since uh, Wednesday uh, was the last time they played. So uh, no rest advantage here. Uh, both teams on two days rest. Again, Coyotes and Golden Knights, the only two teams uh, to uh, not play yesterday, uh, but uh, Arizona, three straight losses for them. Uh, they lose to Winnipeg, L.A., and St. Louis. That St. Louis game was just a wild one, back and forth. Uh, very little, if any, defense. We'll see if they're trying to tighten things up here in this game against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, in Vegas, by the way, it is worth noting, two, uh, two of the last three head-to-head meetings have gone over. Don't really have too much here uh, with uh, these two teams. Arizona's kind of struggling right now. The the puck keeping it out of their net's been a bit of an issue for them uh, in uh, their last four losses. Uh, they've given up four or more goals in each game. Uh, that's not what you want to see when you're playing, uh, obviously, a team like the Vegas Golden Knights, who, again, uh, they went through a little funk there, losing uh, five of uh, seven, two and five, before beating Dallas in overtime. Uh, two to one the other night. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Vegas is definitely dominated here at T-Mobile against uh, the Coyotes. Coyotes are 0-9, by the way, in their last nine trips to Las Vegas. So not what you want to see. Uh, as far as this game goes, it's going to be um, probably a pass for me. I mean, not even the draw is tough to get to because Arizona's just having a hard time defensively. And like I said, it's just not what you want uh, when you're taking on this uh, Vegas team. So Really, it's a pass, side and total in this game. Alex, uh, Coyotes and Golden Knights. Yeah, and John Massey mentioned it in the chat. Arizona first period might be the only thing that, that looks decent here because first period over, obviously that jumped to, to my eyes with Arizona. Arizona's in the top four right now as far as first period overs go. But then you got Vegas, first period under the Kings. And then even when you look in the matchups of, of these two, you know, a lot of lower scoring games, one nothing, a couple of uh, three of the last five meetings have actually been scoreless. So – you know, you're, you're playing law averages, you know, except bad Arizona offense and form right now against a good early defense for Vegas and historically a good uh, early defense for Vegas. So I'm staying away from everything first period other than Arizona money line, just off of the fact that Vegas looking so bad 
on the East Coast and now finally coming home. They said they did have the day off, didn't have to play, uh, you know, yesterday, but maybe their legs are a little heavier than than even everybody else's. You know, the other people, you know, yeah, they had Thanksgiving and then they had to go right back at it with an early game or right back at it with a night game. Now you had two days off. So maybe we see a little bit slower legs for Vegas, a little bit more uh, of a business-like approach coming in on the road against Arizona, as you mentioned, where they struggled in this building. So hopefully, you know, those guys who've been in there who lost three or four times maybe say, hey, we got to right the ship here and, and let's get off to a hot start. So I'm going to go with the Coyotes first period. That's the only thing I'm looking at. First period, money line for Arizona. Yeah. Bo, what do you like in this game? Arizona and Vegas, like I said, so, uh, you know, divi- former division rivals, of course, but Vegas, like I said, didn't look good in, uh, you know, the, the East Coast trip. I mean, I got burned twice. I had Vegas in a couple of games. I get shut out by Alex Nadelkovic and Charlie Lindgren, of all people. So, uh, what do you think? You think Vegas can kind of settle it now being back at home? I think Vegas at home is always a dangerous team. I mean, you know, every team that travels there, there's the Vegas effect, you know. I mean, I've played against, like, uh, I've been in Vegas myself, you know, playing UNLV, and just the city itself can drain you and just be in there. So, I think – Tell me if you're there. I've been there a bunch, yeah. <laughs> I've had some tough nights in Vegas myself, you know, especially on the road with my team, but uh, that's, uh, that's a different story than what we're talking about right now. <laughs> But no, I think Vegas is going to wake up. I think they're going to come in and they're just going to they're going to pump Coyotes' eyes shut. I think at the end of the day, you could look at Vegas. Probably, I'd say they're going to score three, four tonight. They're going to be hot and heavy because I think after, like you said, they're getting shut out. They got something to prove. They got their home fans and that atmosphere in Vegas is it's a great place. I mean, that rink, their fans. Yep. You know, you people say Vegas is not an NHL city, but when you go and see a game live, that's an NHL city. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that yeah that 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 myth is long gone. Now they are definitely for sure enshrined as a hockey city without question. One thing I want to mention too about Connor Ingram starting in net. You know, it's, it's interesting. He's six and three, and you could kind of argue and say that he's been playing a little bit better form wise than Karel Vamelka. Vamelka's in the the bottom ten as far as goals uh, allowed uh, above average. So. When you start looking at that, that's something to keep in mind now, and that's and that's one of the adjustments I have to be making in my goalie charts is that. Ingram's not as bad as we you know thought he was, especially toward late last season, the middle of last season. He had a, a real rough run where we were just fading him, seemed like every game. Yep. He's bounced from that. But Karel Vamelka has definitely taken that step back, which is not shocking to me at all. I've, I've seen this coming for a while. But to others, it might be a little bit more shocking. And so it's something that you have to make a note of when looking especially at totals regarding the Coyotes moving forward. That's right. I agree. I think if you're looking at totals – if you're going to look, which goalie would you prefer an under with for Arizona right now? It's Ingram. Uh, and it's an over with Vamelka right now based on their form. Like Ingram's numbers are solid. 2.94 goals against, 9.10 save percentage. So there's been nothing wrong with the way. Well, not, not, he's had a couple bad starts, but no, he's had more good than bad, more solid starts than not. So uh, right now he's probably outplayed Vamelka a little bit uh, in that for uh, Arizona. No question about that. So, Maybe that's another reason why Alex thinks maybe at least in the first 20 minutes, Arizona can get the jump here uh, on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, in this one. All right, Vancouver, San Jose, final game of this card. By the way, one last thing about Calgary, Colorado. It looks like it could be a Prosvitov Vladar uh, battle uh, in net there uh, because, of, again, Ooh. Mark Strand, Vladar's had a tough year. He, he's had a really, really tough year. He's given up three goals in every start, and, you know, Prosvitov, uh, you know, he's uh, not someone we trust fully either. So uh, that could be uh, in, in saying that there. in saying that I would probably now advise people to maybe go on and grab 
first period over too. Maybe yeah, we may not have time to wait for for, for first period over, Justin. So so first period over two now with that confirmation, that's definitely something to to hit the point. Now it should be pointed out neither has been confirmed, but we can suggest with yeah. the back to back, and that's probably what it's going to yeah, be. Prosvetov uh, yeah. against, uh, and the last time we saw Prosvetov in the start against Seattle, he gave up four goals, and Vladar has given up at least three in every start he's made. Uh, this year for uh, Calgary. He's not had that same year he had last year, or he's actually better than Markstrom early last year uh, for the Flames, but hasn't played that well this year for Calgary. All right, Vancouver, San Jose, Vancouver minus 280 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Um, This is becoming a thing with San Jose. They play Blackwood and they can keep the puck out of their net at a little better clip and they give themselves a better chance to win. Now, they still lost yesterday, 3-2 to Montreal, but at least they gave themselves a chance. They're in the game. Blackwood's not brutal, you know, he, and he's certainly been better than uh, Kapo Kakinen for the San Jose Sharks this year. But obviously, with this being a back-to-back for San Jose, we expect Kapo Kakinen uh, in that. And when that happens, I think San Jose's worse. They're probably going to give up more goals and they're going to have a much lesser chance to win because there is a drop-off, at least in my opinion right now, between uh, Blackwood and Kockinen. You know, I'm probably going to bet a little bit on over 3.5, minus 150 uh, here for the Vancouver Canucks team total. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, I don't really feel uh, strongly about uh, side or total at the current price. You know, you do worry for Vancouver back-to-back after a win against the in the border rivalry against Seattle. Uh, last night, do you put the focus where it needs to be? Beat a team you should beat. Keep in mind, Vancouver just played San Jose recently uh, in Vancouver, and even though they've dummied San Jose here in San Jose over the years, you know that ten to one game uh, early in November here in San Jose, and then uh, you know they've had certainly some beatdowns over this team. They've owned this team. It was only three to one uh, in Vancouver uh, for the Canucks last weekend. Uh, when they played, but looks like it's going to be Cockinen for the uh, Sharks in net. We assume Casey to Smith uh, will be in net for Vancouver after we saw um, Thatcher Demko get the start against Seattle. Uh, so for me, probably just a look at the team total here uh, for Vancouver over three and a half minus one fifty five. Not a great price, but I think especially if Cockinen plays as I expect, you know, there's been a notable uh, difference between him and Blackwood, especially lately. Blackwood is actually been decent okay as much as i'm not a big blackwood fan either he's been decent he's been okay and there's been some games he stood on his head and given them a chance to win uh turning back the clock making it look like he's marty broder in his prime that's not the case at all with cockinen he has just been rough uh, almost in every single game so if if cockinen is confirmed in that i'll be looking at a vancouver team total uh, over in this one uh alex final game what do you think here vancouver san jose yeah, I think I'm going to keep this one simple as well. Just go with both teams to score in the first period. Uh, we've seen some high trends here with, uh, you know, first period overs. Obviously, like I said, you know, Canucks dominating in this series. Uh, 4-0, 3 a couple of others. So we're looking at 8-2, and two, last 10 to the first period over. Uh, but that's a – like I said, with that – I think we can get some goal, at least a goal from San Jose and get that little bit of value. So I would maybe maybe split a unit between both. First period over one and a half uh, and also grab both teams to score at that plus 150 price. I'm getting that in MGM. And I do want to make a note as people are talking about this in the chat. 
whatever i'm not sure still what's going on but FanDuel is still having some issues some people are having issues not seeing anything opening or, or unlocked with FanDuel. so um if, if, you know try and wait for that a little bit later i know like i said that's a, a book we like to use for regulation draws maybe keep up and see what's going on with that otherwise you might have to place that somewhere else so just i know what i wanted to make of that but first period over here with Canucks and sharks uh both teams to score in the first period that's definitely something i would be looking at and, and, and you know, $1.55, I think we may be able to wait and grab that at a better in-game price of around $1.40, $1.35. You don't want to wait too late. So give that about two or three scoreless minutes, grab something live for that first period. All right, there you go. Uh, so first period, both teams to score, especially. Uh, Alex liking that here for Vancouver, San Jose. Bo, final game, what do you think here? Canucks, Sharks. I think, yeah, Alex is dead on. Both teams score in the first, but uh, the Canucks, are, I expect them to roll this team. I mean, San Jose has had, an, like, an understatement, if you want to say it's a tough year, that's, that's you know, they almost look like an American League team some nights, and then what do you do, right? So uh, Vancouver this season came out hot and steady. I mean, they're kind of shocking the world right now with after last season coming into how they're playing now. So uh, I think, yeah, take Vancouver all the way, and both teams score in the first. Like Alex said, I think it's a good call, and see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, Vancouver's going to kick ass 100%. So. Yeah, and hard, you know what? We don't talk about the run. Yeah. But how, how do you disagree with this run of, of 15 and 1? I mean, when you look back at that, and, you know, we're talking about Vancouver teams that weren't that great for a while either. Like, this is this is now Vancouver's best team, arguably, in that 15 to 1, or at least with the most majority of that 15 to 1 uh, straight up run. So that, that's the other thing that's kind of concerning if you're a Sharks fan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We talk about, you know, a lot of team totals, mostly overs, but that's a great point, micro producer. And look, the Sharks team total for this game under two and a half, it's only minus 120, minus 125 in a lot of spots. So in 17 of the last 20 games, the Sharks have scored two goals or less. Good so there's maybe put, I might put a couple bucks on that. You're right, yeah. because they have been especially, and Casey Smith's not a stiff. You know, he's capable of playing well. You know, he hasn't been that bad this year. Obviously, Demko's been outstanding. He's been exceptional. But uh, DeSmith can play. He's a, he's a capable backup. And it's not like San Jose has that offensive uh, pot- potency uh, that we really trust on them to score night in and night out. Uh, great stuff. You know what, Bo? You've been on. It's been it's a long show on these Saturdays, especially when we have guests. Uh, we appreciate it. You hanging in there for over an hour. But we'll let you go before we uh, wrap up the show, Alex and I. Thank you for doing this. Uh, yeah. Best enjoy your game tonight, uh, and uh, good luck. Yeah. Team gets the uh, job done. If you had to give out a favorite pick or a best bet, Bo, on tonight, what would it be? Best bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta go check these matchups again. We went eight games. We went over. Yeah, Montreal. And now Alley, we're looking Toronto, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, New Jersey, Philly Islanders. Calgary, Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, Vancouver, San Jose. Of that group, what do you like most? I'd say uh, Vegas. Uh, Vegas, yeah. What over? What's their over on the goals? I can't even see it. Let's see all odds. Team total. I'll give you that. Vegas team total over three and a half. There you go. Minus one twenty-five. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's a close one. I think I. I would go with that. I mean, I've been joining Vegas' hockey recently, and. Uh, like you said, a net for Arizona is going to be a yeah. yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go Vegas on the over. And uh, I'm going to go agree with uh, this comment in the chat. Uh, if you could, I'd say uh, 
With Laurie in a fight, that'd be a great bet too. There we go. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that would be good indeed. All right, there you go. Vegas team total over three and a half. Who had that comment you said? Someone did. Uh, it says, nobody's nerfic. Uh, it says, uh, Delorier to fight. So There you go. All right, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Delorier to get into a fight. Yeah, I wish I could bet that. I know, I really wish. Because there's definitely some teams that Delorier plays where it's like there's definitely someone on the other side where if they are on the ice together at the same time, you know the gloves are coming off. You know it's going to happen. So I wish there were uh, more props for as far as uh, fights are concerned, no doubt. All right, so there it is. Vegas team total over for Bo with his best bet. Appreciate it, man. The Jawbreaker, Bo Cornell, at Jawbreaker Bo on X Twitter. You can follow him on there. Bo, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Good luck to you. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. Thanks a lot, Bo. Enjoy it. Uh, Good stuff. There he is, our guest on the uh, Saturday edition. And find him at an Ice Wars event near you, hopefully, Yeah. uh, very soon. He'll be back the next time they have an event uh, with that. Um, Look, we do have some issues with the the YouTube uh, memberships right now. And apparently, from what I saw yesterday, it prevented people from clicking posts in the community tab that were marked members only. So, um, you know, at the moment, we'll make things public for now. And I'm talking to the YouTube folks early in the week, and we'll get this uh, ironed out. Uh, yeah. Attempt to, that's for sure. Uh, so we'll make the posts public, okay, for the uh, betting card and for the player props uh, today uh, and uh, for the next few days until we get this sorted out. Uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass, uh, definitely, but uh, we will definitely, especially when you're ill and now you got to deal with this. But yeah. So yeah. T- we'll definitely take a look at it. Uh, and we are looking forward to uh, hopefully getting that going again. But, yeah, we'll make the post public. No question yeah. about that uh, And until we get that uh, sorted out. And remember, the Patreon page is still there, too. So everything will be posted there daily uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep that going. And a reminder about the BetCast as well. Uh, yeah. Tuesday night, September, not September, November the 28th, <laughs> uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully I'm feeling a little better by then. Uh, but looking forward to the BetCast Tuesday night, uh public free-for-all our monthly bet cast looking forward to it certainly tuesday night lots of fun yeah absolutely that's going to be a, a grand old time and like i said you know we've had a couple of bet casts that were for members only but now we get everybody back in the pool and uh that should be a good time and a lot of great games like i said you know we kind of moved that date around and we picked that 28th because there's some some really good matchups uh so hopefully everybody will be able to join us with that like i said also, also a patreon page I will definitely have the goalie charts done uh, I know later than tomorrow morning. So by, by the time we're on the air again tomorrow, there will be uh, goalie charts updated at the Patreon page, $10 a month, patreon.com slash ice guys. Like I said, all the written content we'll have over there. We will have stuff free for the weekend for those who have been on the, the ice guys uh, YouTube page with all the family plan issues, but definitely want to check out. Like I said, that's the reason why we kept both running is because YouTube can be whatever. And then also Patreon. That's the best platform for all of our writing content. So you can catch that and get all of that uh, done as well. Chris Otto's charts, I put those up uh, overnight last night as soon as he sent those out. So you can always get those updated at the Patreon page as well. And also check out the Ice Guys store. Hopefully you guys didn't miss out on the big uh, Black Friday 30% off yesterday. But there's still plenty of merch available there at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, no doubt. Check out the store. No question about that. Get yourself some Ice Guys on merch. Yeah, the main difference with Patreon and the family plan is there any written Full written content would go on Patreon only. Uh, yeah. That's the main thing. The goalie charts, the power ratings. I'm going to start posting my NHL articles too on Patreon uh, as well, the ones that I write weekly. So we'll post those up there. And then the, fam- and the family plan is where basically it's going to be the the card is available on both. 
uh, and the yeah. family plan is where we're also going to have the video stuff. Uh, we'll post the link to on Patreon, but the main difference is written content is Patreon only. That's right. And yeah, it, it, it was just making it easier for us to streamline a lot of the things that we have offered, like the yeah. player suite and, and, and like I said, bringing an impromptu thing, doing just kind of yeah. live pop up stuff. So we were trying to use that platform. So if we have to, you know, switch it all back to Patreon at some point, we will let you guys know what all is going to be happening with uh, with things moving forward in that realm of the family plan and the Patreon packages. No doubt. Now, once we uh, finish this show, I got to admit, uh, we're powering through it. We're not feeling great, as you can tell. Uh, but I'm looking forward. We'll get the uh, card sent out to all my Dub Club members. We'll post the Patreon and the Ice Guys community tab card as well for the hockey today from Alex and I. And then I'm looking forward to just lying down and just uh, relaxing, trying to get better and tea mm-hmm. and uh, honey and a little beer too. I can't, I'm still drinking, uh, even though we're under the weather, and just lie down and watch a shit ton of college football. And dark liquor. Uh, today. Shots dark of dark liquor, liquor and there we go. I'm yeah. absolutely going to go for some of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. And tomorrow we'll be on at noon Eastern uh, as well. Uh, and like I say, the good news is tomorrow Sunday shows are very short. It's always a small card. So it'll be a nice short show. We've got, uh, it looks like uh, five games on tap tomorrow. So we will be on at noon Eastern uh, tomorrow with the uh, Sunday show. Uh, all right. It is time for bargain bin special uh, of the night uh, for this uh, Saturday card. Lots to choose from. No question about it. Uh, as always, uh, yesterday uh, we used Cole Perfetti, uh, and you know what's uh, for, unfortunate is I ended up. Uh, I only saw later in the day that Valerie Machushkin was like over plus three hundred at Bet three six five. I didn't see that on the show, mm-hmm. so I would it would have been best bet bargain bin uh, criteria met would have met bargain bin criteria. Uh, had he, I had seen that it was plus three twenty five during the show. Unfortunately, uh, that was not the case. Uh, but we are going to go uh, with uh, another uh, option for a bargain bin special. And we're going to go, and this price is unbelievable. We can get it in that very same game tonight, Calgary, Colorado. It's a guy we talked about earlier, Igor Sharon Govich, Calgary mm-hmm. Flames, plus 500 at FanDuel uh, to score a goal tonight. So uh, that is just remarkable uh, price right now for a guy that is playing in the top six, playing on the power play, certainly having his share of confidence right now. Had a three-point night for the uh, Calgary Flames last night uh, in their comeback win against the uh, Dallas Stars. He is definitely feeling it uh, and getting things going with Lindholm and Mangiapane on that top line. Three goals in the last four games for Igor Sharangovich. And again, FanDuel, uh, you can find him at plus 500 uh, to score a goal tonight against Colorado. So that is just that is definitely the number one bargain bin special of the night option for me, as far as I'm concerned. Alex, do you have anything in the bargain bin tonight? Yeah, going to look out to uh, out west at Vegas, Arizona game. And I'm going to take a, a bit of a shot. Matias Michelli on that second power play line, top of the line, looking for him to get a power play point at plus 425. Shop around for that. I'm seeing that at BetMGM. Uh, there's some, a little bit higher prices for those in, in Canada. You can get 440. 450s at the score, but 425 at BetMGM is the highest North American price I'm seeing. So, uh, Matias Michelli to get a power play point plus 425. That's my shot for a bargain in special. All right, there you go, Matias Michelli power play point uh, for Arizona plus 425. And I just double checked. Yeah, Fangel's got plus 500. That is no typo. That is indeed plus 500 for uh, Sharon Govich over at uh, Fanduel. Quite the price for a guy that scored in three of the last four games. So. Uh, very impressive price there. I uh, will take advantage of that for sure. 
uh, with our bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bets here to wrap up this Saturday edition of the show. Alex, what do you like for best bet? We're going to go with Colorado and Calgary. Both teams to score in the first period. Like, so you can grab that plus 135 at BetMGM. She'll shop around and see that. It's going to be around between plus 135. Can't imagine anything higher than plus 150. But anything in that range, certainly worth taking uh, with Calgary. This hot first period overrun. He said, we're definitely looking for that first period over, but we want to get that end game at a little bit better of a price. Also grab a little bit of two just in case to to back ourselves up. So we got a couple of things going with the first period, but the play I like the most would be both teams to score. So Avalanche Flames, both teams to score in the first period, plus 135. That's my Saturday best bet. All right, there you go. Uh, Both teams to score first period at a nice plus price for Calgary, Colorado. Uh, Best bet for uh, Alex P. Smith uh, in this one. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Saturday card, um, and look, uh, best bets have been kind of uh, stumbling for me lately, just like my health has been stumbling lately. So it's uh, very appropriate. Uh, but nevertheless, ah, uh, man, sucks being sick. But um, let's go with, um, I, almost, I almost have the guts to use Buffalo as a best bet, but I'm not going to, I'll do Toronto-Pittsburgh over instead. Uh, Leafs and Penguins over six and a half minus 120. Uh, we'll go with that for best bet. Honorable mention. I'll make yeah, two best bets. Let's do two best bets. I can't choose between them. Best bet side, best bet total. Buffalo, uh, I think, is live at the underdog price against a slumping New Jersey Devils team. Plus 155 uh, for Buffalo uh, against New Jersey. And we'll go with Toronto Pittsburgh over six and a half minus 115 uh, as well. So there you go. A double shot of best bets uh, for today. Buffalo plus 155 and, and uh, Toronto-Pittsburgh uh, over six and a half, uh, minus 115. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the uh, way out. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, uh, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Now, we've only got a few couple weeks left of 3 p.m. Monday shows uh, right. this week and then next week, actually three weeks because we have three more times when I have the college football show before the Monday Ice Guys show. So once we get to mid-late December, it'll be back to 2 p.m. every week, uh, Eastern time with Mondays. Uh, so that, keep an eye on that. Yeah, Crosby with the props right now, Paco. I don't mind that at all. Crosby, uh, he's on fire right now for the mm-hmm. uh, Penguins, no doubt. So the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, uh, Tuesday to Friday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, sat, uh, Saturday, Uh, noon Eastern and Sunday noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 